from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Hello, welcome to the, uh, yeah, that was kind of loud, wasn't it? Oh, pop that one down. Just a little. There you go. There we go, all right. Welcome to the post-Valentine's Day edition. I got to turn mine down too, wow. Blurred yeah. out my own ears. Post-Valentine's edition of the Hammer Down Racing Report. This is really sorry. I got distracted there by social media. Really, apologize about that. Scott Hammer, Ron Miller in the studio, and uh, also with us tonight, very special guest Corey McCoy. I pronounced it right again. You got it. It's spelled differently, but it's McCoy, so we'll go with that. Lots to cover on the show tonight. We'll be talking to uh, Corey, winner of the uh, Moonshine Stock uh, race at the Hangover race uh, a couple weeks ago, and you race you you cover a lot of tracks around here. I've seen you around all kinds of places. Mostly Fremont, though, right? Primarily Fremont, but right. wherever we can squeeze one in. All right. We'll talk to him uh, coming he, up here in a little bit. He makes an occasional foray to Oakshade. Yeah, he pitted right beside me. Yeah. The one or two times you were there this past summer. Did you run into him? Almost. <laughs> what didn't I run into? Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Tyler Herb incident. I'm yeah. sure a lot of people have heard about that, that. Was that an incident or was that a debacle? It was, uh, it was a thing. It was just a thing. and uh, It must have been a thing because, well, we'll get into thing. that. That's why we're going to talk about it because it was That's a right. thing. That's right. Whoa, and my chair just went down. Uh, also, we're going to touch on, apparently it's not going to go up now, uh, ARCA's green flag finish policy, which uh, made their uh, Lucas Oil 200 race at Daytona on Saturday night go like an extra hour. It was a little crazy there. Record report coming up, a brand new one of those. So lots to cover on tonight's no, show. I, I didn't get to see the end of the ARCA race. Um, and it wasn't because it was extended. You actually left before they got to the yeah, finish. I, yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if uh, if they were circulating around or or if they red flagged it. And There was uh, three red flags. So. Oh, just three? We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Let's start off uh, by talking about uh, last night, uh, World of Outlaws, Craftsman Late Model Series race at Volusia. Was their season opener? Rusty Schlank uh, was down there. He's running for rookie of year, rookie of the year. Right, right. And he was in the show. He uh, finished twenty sixth. Based on uh, based on qualifying time, uh, he was blazing fast in qualifying, and the track changed. And I guess they kind of struggled to uh, to keep up in the heat race, uh, to keep up with the track. Um, but uh, I guess they put on a good show. Did you hear anything about it? Did you hear about the fog? Yeah, yeah. The the tr- now and and again, uh, I understand that Rusty had gone in on yellow flags, made a couple of pit stops, and had made some changes to the car, and the car was doing much better. Um, had and had it really been a, a fifty lap race as scheduled, um, he feels he would have done a whole lot better. But uh, race was canceled after twenty six. Twenty six laps. They got in. Tim McCready. Uh, had just gotten the lead uh, just before the caution flag came out there on lap 26 for, I believe it was Don O'Neill, had spun and hit the wall or hit the wall and spun and uh, collected Tyler Erb. No, it, uh, w- it wasn't Don O'Neill. It was... Wasn't it Don O'Neill? I thought Hudson I read Hudson O'Neill. No, I think it was Don O'Neill. Was it? I believe, I believe so. Pretty sure. We'll double check on that. All right. Um, was that all the excitement that there was yeah. at uh, Barberville, Florida last night? Uh, well, we'll touch on that other stuff coming up here. Oh, okay. That, that happened after the racing, so it technically wasn't racing related directly. Sure it was. But, uh, yeah, so they shortened that uh, race uh, on lap 26 there. It was supposed to be 50 laps. Uh, was, 
was it 10,000 to win last night? Yes. So not bad for 26 laps. Right. <laughs> uh, three more nights uh, for the World of Outlaws at Volusia tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday, I believe. is. Uh, I've got a couple of calls in. Hopefully we have someone check in tonight and uh, let us know how things are going in general. Yeah, keep an eye on the phones over there for me since they're coming. I, I mean, if you want to join the conversation tonight, give us a call. 419-214-0925 or uh, comment on our Facebook Live. Yeah, give us a call on our, on our landline. We need to see how well that's working. See, Mark Burns agrees with me. He says it was the real deal. Okay. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> um, also, uh, Tuesday night uh, was uh, washed out for the Dirt Car Nationals. Late models were down there Monday and Tuesday. Um, so no racing on Tuesday night, but uh, Monday's, Monday night's winner was Jonathan Davenport of uh, Blairsville, Georgia. He led all 30 laps. Yeah, that's what happens when you put the fastest car on the pole. See what happens? Scott Bloomquist, yep. uh, he finished uh, fifth. And the only reason I bring him up is because there's that funny photo on uh, social media going around of him in the convertible. Have you seen that? I did, <laughs> with his fire suit uh, air drying. Is that Yes. So that was really him. I wasn't sure if that was really him. No. It looked too cheesy to be him. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to jo- join in anytime. Oh, I'm just listening <laughs> okay. to you guys have a good time. It, uh, there, there was something else interesting. Scott Bloomquist had a young driver from uh, the Northeast in his car last night, and he was crew chiefing. Really? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, report from Perry Cox. Uh, Rusty jumped the cushion qualifying tonight, which uh, hurt his time. He's outside the top 10. In qualifying. In qualifying. tonight. Okay. That, that's what's going on tonight down in Volusia. A lot of racing going on tonight down in Florida, as a matter of fact. There is. So, they do, do they do a group qualifying thing down there? Or is uh, it? With the late models, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what their uh, procedure is you, for that. You just never know from night to night what they're going to throw at you, but yeah. Mentioned the uh, ARCA race, the ARCA Lucas Oil 200 at Daytona on Saturday. That was their season opener, and uh, that race was won by Michael Self after they had three red flags and two, I believe it was two uh, attempts at uh, finishes because uh, the ARCA rule is they finish under green. And the last lap And I'm good with that. I like finishing under green, but... And and we were discussing that earlier, Scott, and local tracks all around the country do it that way. It's just NASCAR in their infinite infinite wisdom has chosen to manipulate the finishes. I didn't... Come on. That wasn't right. Um, NASCAR does it different. Yeah, NASCAR's a little different than than ARCA. Yeah, and they've got got stripes on the wall and a back stretch. (laughs) Ah, come on. I kind of lost track on how they do it. But, it, no, uh, it was a good race. It was a pretty exciting race. And, actually, I think right before the last red flag, it was pretty exciting. I think all four of the leaders took each other out. And it was like, oh, man. How many cars? 13 cars uh, across the, the finish race, line yeah, mm-hmm. for that uh, extended race. I think I, I was watching it, and I was had someplace to go because the walleye game was uh, going on. I was I was like, man, the race is going to be over in plenty of time before the walleye game started seven fifteen. It was like quarter after six, I think, when the first red flag came out, and it was. And I ordered pizza, so I was like, I got to go pick up my pizza. But this race just keeps going on and on and on because they they red flagged it. The I think after the second attempt, uh, one of the cars got up on a, on its side, slid down the back stretch, so they hadn't throw another red flag for that. It was just the lengthy red flags, which was. What uh, really killed it, I think. Yeah, there were a couple of female drivers in the field, too, yeah. that uh, ran very well. Yeah. Um, 
I can't remember the one's name, but they talked about her quite a bit. I think it was number 25. Yeah, she, uh, from what I understand, she's the new Danica for NASCAR. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a response out of Corey. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh american ethanol late model tour uh, released their weekly purse their payouts uh and this is uh their the minimum payout they are, they're gonna have bigger shows will have their bigger shows will have higher payouts but uh the lowest you're gonna get at a alms or an alms and american, american ethanol, ethanol late model tour race is gonna be four thousand to win two thousand for second and uh, fifteen hundred for third i think it's a thousand for fourth so i was pretty good start money was uh Pretty decent, if I remember right. I only looked at the top stuff. That's the important stuff. The yeah. big numbers. Yeah, that's that's where Scott belongs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's pretty good incentive there for that. Uh, American Late Model Series. Uh, I have some dates for really? their races. Really? They have not released an official schedule. And I looked for that this morning. But with some help from uh, Rockin' Randy Roberts, i got to give him some credit. He... Uh, uh, went through a bunch of different track schedules and pieced together a uh, little bit of the ALMS schedule. And so far, we've only found two tracks in Ohio. Really? That are on that schedule. Oakshade's got three dates, and uh, those are the typical dates, the uh, May 26th, Memorial Day weekend, uh, June 16th, which I believe is the Barney Oldfield, and uh, September 1st, which is Labor Day weekend. Okay, so... None of those seem to conflict with uh, the other series. No. And then uh, Eldora's got uh, May 28th, or April 28th, I'm sorry. April 28th for Eldora, May 27th. That'll be the uh, Memorial Day weekend deal again right after Oak Jake. Sure. That's a Sunday race. Uh, September 2nd again. I think that's, is that the Appleseed Classic? Yes. Johnny Appleseed Classic. That's uh, Labor Day weekend on September 2nd. And then October 13th, the end of the season there. Okay. Those are the Eldora dates. And like we were talking a couple of weeks ago, the season just keeps stretching longer and longer. Yeah. Uh, even Eldora running into October. That's pretty cool. And it, it's really it's really nice that uh, none of those dates seem to conflict with the American Ethanol Series. So that means that if somebody wants to stay as a regional racer, there's some pretty good racing uh, available with, with decent purses. Yeah, I don't have any purse uh, information on most of those. I think the Oakshade shows are 2000 to win. Um, Fairbury, Farmer City were the other uh, tracks that had some uh, American Late Model Series mm-hmm. dates. So, And those tracks in Illinois. So I'm sure there's going to be more we'll probably fill in between there. Hopefully. Well, and it's really getting time for the tracks and series to have their seasons out. Uh, the ALMS series, eh, usually has their stuff out by now. So, all right, you want to touch on this uh, Tyler Herb deal? We had Tyler on the show a few weeks ago. Sure. He won the uh, USA Invasion Tour uh, four-race series down yeah, in Australia. He, he, he was spectacular down there. He pretty much dominated, won three of the four races and finished second in the race he didn't win. Um, young kid running the uh, World of Outlaws late model series and uh, was running last night, and uh, he was involved in that crash with Donald. Those, there wasn't anything... That had absolutely nothing to do with the uh, the issues that right. came up afterwards. Don O'Neill crashed, and Tyler had nowhere to go, I believe. Got into it. And but it, it was just one of them racing things. Let me uh, read the official uh, press release from the World of Outlaws, who acknowledged something had happened. 
World of Outlaws late model series officials are aware of the ongoing situation with one of its competitors. Long time or long after racing competition was completed at Volusia Speedway Park during night nine of Dirt Car Nationals, the Volusia County Sheriff's Department was called to the facility by a third party for a non-racing related altercation between Tyler Erb and a fellow driver. And I believe we're not saying who the fellow driver is because technically he is a minor. Therefore, you're not really supposed to say who right. that is. But his dad is a very well-known there racer. There you go. Uh, series officials are in contact with uh, Volusia County Sheriff and will proceed accordingly. The World of Outlaws won't have any further comment at this time. I'll be so, darned. And there's a bunch of rumors going around that it had absolutely nothing to do with uh, racing at all. It was personal things. Yeah, something so, about a, a young lady. That, yeah. Oh, my. Those, those kids yeah. and, and those ladies. And uh, and I I have it on pretty good authority that uh, that Don O'Neill went down to Tyler Herb's pits and uh, put a big dimple in the side of his trailer with his fist. Really? Now Donnie O'Neill's a pretty big boy, so um, we probably haven't heard the end of it. We'll see. It's a long yeah, season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there was a uh, we had the mugshot, which was real mugshot. Oh, for, absolutely, for Tyler, Irby, Tyler Herb. So he was taken in. He was in custody for a bit. Uh, I and I saw as of like this morning at some point he was released, and uh, report was from Perry that he was down uh, during hot laps there. So he's he's back out on the track. Both him and uh, the other driver were both out for hot laps. So yeah, that'd be Donnie O'Neill's. Uh favorites favorite person okay so that story may not be over we'll see uh how that uh develops and what comes of that if anything i don't i don't think there'll be any uh, penalties or anything issued by the world of outlaws since it was a non-racing incident it was their own little personal oh i'm telling you it's like these kids are in high school wait the one wait wait they are They, they set a nice precedent yeah Speaking of uh, setting a nice precedent, we didn't touch on this last week, and I meant to. Boyd Speedway in Georgia, they have the uh, Cabin Fever race on February 3rd, and a track official punched uh, one of the drivers. Did you see that? I saw that. Yeah, okay. Um, what, what do you think of that? A track? I mean, we've I've heard of uh, drivers punching other drivers and getting in fights, you know, because of things, but a track official, and it looked like... Uh, he just lost it and was he didn't, hitting it, him back. It didn't appear to me as though he was part of the management team. He might have been a corner worker that that knew somebody and was good friends. And I think the only thing that identified him as a track worker was the fact that he had a headset on. And a, I think he had a yellow shirt, too. Yeah. But uh, for those of you who haven't seen the video, uh, Cabin Fever, I think it's a 3,000 to win late model race at Boyd Speedway, which is also in Georgia. Georgia. And uh, this guy, he finished second. Wait, I actually have his names here. I, I did some work. Uh, Michael Page, he finished second. He was angry after the race at the, the race winner, John Ownby. And if I think I had that video up on our Facebook page, the whole race. You can watch it. And I couldn't really tell what he was mad about. It looked like at one point Ownby kind of slid up a, a little bit while, while Page was on the outside in one of the corners. It didn't look like it was an intentional thing. No. Just kind of ran him up a little bit. It didn't wreck him or anything, but uh, he was real 
unhappy after wasn't, the race. wasn't pleased with the way that he got passed. Yeah. So at the end of the race, you know, they do in the driver interview on the front stretch of the winner, and Page shows up as well. He pulls his car up in there, and for some reason, the announcer goes over and uh, starts interviewing Page, and uh, he starts making some threats. You know, don't race me like that, or you know, angry race car driver talk. And uh, he started. He climbed back in his car. And then something, I'm guessing there was words. You couldn't really hear any of the words in the video, but uh, something was said. He climbed back out, and a track official had him pinned over backwards, bent over backwards, uh, over the rear deck lid of his car, and was like, had his hand on his like face, and he's like all bent weird, and then he started punching him. And then there were some other track officials that pulled him off. So Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I can't think of any incident where that would be justified. Can we go back to the Tyler Herb thing? Sure. All right. Why not? Um, for a long time, I, I've had an issue with kids, racers under the age of 18, being on the track with adults. and uh, In late models or in general? I, I think if you're I thought, under... I thought you were a big supporter of the younger kids getting involved in racing. I was especially a strong supporter of it when our local track had a division just for kids. And then it was mixed with adults. Um, and the incident at Volusia County almost makes it sound like somebody was hiding behind the fact that they were under 18 and someone attacked them. Um, trust me, if you're old enough to strap your ass into a race car, you're old enough to take an ass whooping if you screw up. And Even for non, non-racing issues? especially for non-racing issues. But, okay. you know, things can happen on a track, and um, I hear that hockey's a very emotional sport. So is... It's a big fight uh, Saturday the, night. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Made national news. Yeah, but uh, local racing is a very emotional issue, too. It's a good thing race car drivers don't have uh, hockey sticks. Yeah, and they're smart enough to keep their helmets <laughs> yeah. on. Why, why do hockey guys, the, the first thing they do is take their helmet off? That is absolutely stupid. The goalie fight? When yeah. The goalies, well, why would you take your helmet off if somebody's going to throw a punch? Well, I think the other goalie had his helmet off, and our goalie came into it. And I think, you know, it's like, uh, all right, you got your helmet off. I'm taking my helmet off. I'm a, I'm a man. I'm thinking that's what does, it was. Does not know. make sense. Well. Does not make sense. Somebody comes swinging at me. <laughs> I'm, le- I'm leaving my lid on, buddy. <laughs> but, no, I... I I have a serious issue with with kids under eighteen racing with adults. You know, first off, I don't I don't want to be known forever as as the old guy that that hurt some kid. Uh, I'd I'd feel terrible no matter how it happened, but uh, I don't know. So, do you think that they should race separate? You think they should have kept like uh, Oakshade had the uh, Hornet class? Absolutely. That was uh, you know twelve to eighteen and under, twelve to seventeen. It, yeah. And have them just race each other. Yeah, and and there's some very very qualified racers um, that are 15, 16 years old. Um, the the kid in question. This this coming from uh, our, a veteran driver here. The, you know the the kid in question um, down at Volusia County Speedway has been racing late models for a couple of years, and you know he has some boneheaded moves once in a while, but. Uh, we all make boneheaded moves. Absolutely. I'll admit it. Have you made boneheaded moves? <laughs> I might have made three on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, if you want to join in the conversation, give us a call, 419-214-0925. That's 
214-0925. We forgot to uh, plug that uh, we're right here in the Ron Miller Race Car Studios. Who, and, we and forgot to do your commercial. We can do it twice That's now. That's crazy. We can do it twice now. Yeah, give you're, us a, you're busy. Yeah, so you we, you may not want any more business. We are, but, we uh, are and we're booking ahead, but uh, we can still. We s- got the BG Auto Show coming up, so if you want to get your car looking all pretty right. for that, and, uh, make sure to call Ron. Probably the last car done for that show will be ours. Seven three four eight five six seven two two three. That's uh, Ron Miller Race Cars. At uh, once again seven three four eight five six race. Yeah, parts. He's got them. He can get them if he doesn't. We'll have them and, for you the next day. And, and, and uh, we try to be. Very, very price competitive with the online people. Give us a call. Give us a try. See if we can beat some beat their prices. Do you have any uh, tires in for this season? Uh, my first tire order is coming in around the 1st of March. Okay. Good to know. That that will be the 80th. Is it a first? first are, are any of them spoken for yet, or is it uh, once you get them first come, first serve? Yeah, I've got a couple people told me they'll be in, but uh, yeah. Well, you can always order more, too. That's it. The the nice thing about it, <laughs> nice thing about it is the, the the warehouse has more. Well, that's good. That's good. And and the price hasn't gone up this year. They're still eighty dollars a piece. Uh, that's for the Tall City. Tall City retreads, uh, tires that won the track championship last year, and more than With half Jeff of the Oates. features. Okay. Very good. Um, are we are we done with uh, Tyler Herb? Do you want to be? Yeah. I, I'm I'm indifferent. I what no are your thoughts? With of uh, under eighteen year olds racing with uh, adults, Let's, yeah, and, and it's not just at our local track. It's not just at Volusia County. Uh, it seems as though uh, the the major series are are courting those people. Uh, if you look at uh, the Arca race, how many A lot kids? Of kids. How, yeah, <laughs> hold my juice box. Watch this. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I don't think it's an age thing necessarily. It's more of a maturity and car yeah, control. Yeah. If you yeah. drive over your, if you're driving like it's a video game and you're tearing up stuff and tearing up other people's stuff, no, I don't want you. So to what race. happens when you make that inevitable boneheaded move and somebody comes down and yells at you and you hide behind the fact that I'm not 18, you can't hit me. Nah, nah. Well, or or would it be? Technically, I'm under 18. You can't hit me. You can't hit anybody legally, even if you're over 18. I can't come up to you and hit you and you're without not, consequences. And, and, and you're not supposed to go to somebody else's pits, yeah. uh, et cetera, et cetera. But again, it's an emotional sport. Well, yeah, it, it's it's hard to climb out after your adrenaline's been race raging for 30 laps, uh, and somebody wrecks you. It, it's hard to climb out of the car and take a breath and say, well. I guess I deserve that. Well, do you remember it was this past season where I spun and was sitting there and somebody ran into me well after the yellow flag came out? Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy, but I didn't go down and punch anybody. That wouldn't have been a very no, gentleman. That would have been a weird do. thing to do anyway. Yeah, yeah not yeah. to think about it, but still. Yeah. I don't well, know. That, that and I got other issues where, you know, I kind of represent the track too, so that would be unprofessional. Try to be professional as much as I can. But, yeah, I wasn't happy. But emotions. Yeah, I did have emotions. I just controlled them. And people need to learn how to control their emotions. Yeah. Yeah, but as far as, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess they got to learn to drive some point at somewhere, I guess. Maybe they have to have a set amount of experience racing or at least competition. Maybe it's go-karts, you know, so many years of go-karts before they can run up to a full-size stock car. 
or, or they need to demonstrate good car control. And if, if they're not, if they are causing issues frequently, the tracks need to have... They need to step up and do something. And say, hey, look, yeah. you're going to need to take a couple of weeks off, come out and practice. When you can show that you can race without wrecking people, then you're welcome back. Maybe, you know. I don't think there's any... They Are there any tracks that have, like, that kind of policy? Not yet. Like, <laughs> you just heard it. Okay. All right. I, I think Toledo Speedway, you got to, like, demonstrate that you can handle a vehicle before you can be there. I think you can be 14 or something now before they'll let you on. In a super late model on the half mile. Or even on the quarter mile or fifth mile right. in, a, in a... Factory stock? Right. But, but what I'm saying is you could be 14 years old in a super late model on the half mile. Yes, as long as you've demonstrated to them that you can... Car control. Right, right. Uh, Perry says, uh, he says, kids should be able to race with adults. They just can't play the minor card. It's a choice. Comes with the consequences, good and bad. And I'll agree with that. Or okay. their parents or fans as well. <laughs> yes. Well, the racer is responsible for, you know, whoever they bring with them to the track. At most tracks. Right. Right. So but there's always a, come on, man, he's only 15. Like after something happens. Oh, he's just learning. He's just 15. But at 15 just cost me 1500 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get it. I don't know what the answer is to that. I mean, it's a... Uh, I, I don't think there is an answer, but seriously, the tracks do need to keep a very watchful eye on the young drivers and be willing to set them down um, at the risk of losing a car for a couple of weeks. I think we kind of took a left turn from the Tyler Herb thing. Not really. A little bit. Well, we kind of took a detour, went down a different road. We're, we're, we were still talking about somebody yeah. under 18 years old playing the I'm not an adult card. Okay. And if that hadn't happened, Tyler Herb wouldn't have wound up going to jail. Is that what happened, though? Did he play that card, or was it just that was just the absolutely the situation? No, absolutely. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'm good with that, too. ARCA, they had, uh, we talked a little bit about that, their overtime where they have to finish under green, which I am for that. I like I finishing under green. Absolutely. I don't want to pay a bunch of money, go to a race, sit for hours and uh, then have to watch it just finish under yellow. NASCAR has just instrumented so many rules. And I don't so, even know what NASCAR's so rule so is anymore ways. because it keeps changing. They had the line in the end of the back stretch or something. Yeah, then they the, moved it three feet and said it's I all better. And, no, I think I don't they know. changed it for this year, but I'm not exactly sure what it is anymore just because it keeps – it's a moving target. I Let's talk about the NASCAR it. cars. Um, did you see the, the shootout last weekend? Did you get a chance to watch any of that? You mean the Clash? The Clash, I'm sorry. That's yeah. okay, yeah. It used to be the Bud shootout. Yeah. Yes, it. I did watch it. Forgive the racing me. actually looked pretty good. It did, but, boy, I'm telling you, those cars move around. They were um, dancing around quite we, a bit. When we see 40 cars out there – this Sunday for the Daytona 500, it's going to be a handful. Um, It'll be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. Unless they can uh, dial in the cards a little bit better. They're out there racing right now. Uh, the first uh, duel is uh, going on. And I found out in our studio we don't get Fox Sports 1. So, boy. You're going to have to give us updates here on our Facebook Live broadcast here. Yeah. And if you're just joining us, Corey McCoy joining us in studio. We'll be talking to uh, him uh, directly about his racing. Yeah. He does a lot of things, a lot of cool things, too, different things. Besides stuff, racing. Well, 
in what he does with it. Anyways, back to this Arca thing. What do you do? You think there's any? What would you have changed if uh, you know, knowing the circumstances where they had to do two of the green white uh, finishes after three red flag? They had a red flag right before the end, then a red flag after the first attempt, and then another red flag after the second attempt, and on the third attempt, they finally got okay, to now, the finish. I didn't get to see it. Did they throw the green and white at the same time, or was it a green-white checker? I believe it was uh, one lap. Okay. Each so, one was one so, lap. So they waved the white and the green at the same time. Correct. Very good. Um, I'm absolutely in agreement with that. Okay. Um, so you don't think they should change that at all? Even oh, no. A lot of uh, – actually, it was an auto week uh, – uh, article I was reading said that it was an embarrassment, the finish. You know, that comes back to the racers themselves. That has That's nothing true. to do with, with the rule. With the sanctioning body? Yeah, yeah. If if the if the racers are so hyped up that they, they're doing silly things, then shame on them. <laughs> well, and, and there was a lot of young drivers. So I don't know. Maybe I that. wonder if there's any fisticuffs in the pits. I'll bet there were some words. <laughs> well, the, uh, the green flag thing, I think, is, you know, more for the short tracks, which is what most of the tracks are that ARCA Scott, races Scott, what, it's what short tracks have done forever and ever. Whether and it works at a whether, short track. Whether it's a green-white checker finish or whether it's throwing a green and white at the same time in the next time around. Um, Racing to the finish. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what the fans want to see. I don't From a racer's perspective... I mean, from a fan's perspective, green flag finishes are the way to go. From a racer's perspective, what what do you think? Are you st- still the same? In, in NASCAR, the, they throw they throw the white flag. The next flag you're going to see is the checker. No matter if the yellow comes out or whatever, the next flag you go past is going to be the checker. Uh, and that really dilutes the racing. Like you said, the fans really want to see a green flag finish. So what do you what did you think of when it was old school? nascar before they had the overtime and it was just if there was a wreck at the end you know tough crap you know that's just going to finish under yellow uh, i think that's wrong the okay fa- the fans are the ones that are paying the money to see the races it's not about nascar it's not about the racers it really is about the fans you take them away and there is no nascar there is no racing um well, and they're, they're kind of eroding yeah they used to race to the checker no matter who was in the middle. Yeah. No, that's true, yeah. yeah back, back in the way olden days, you're right, they would uh, race back to the – if the yellow flag was coming out, you'd still race back to the checkers, but then that became uh, a safety issue. Perceived. Perceived. <laughs> usually if there's, there's – a lot of judgment calls. Usually there, if know. there's a crash, um, the racers are beyond it, and they race back to the checker. No, I, I strongly support green flag finishes. Okay. I'm for, for it, the, too. As a fan, the, I'm for, for it. For the sake of the fans, absolutely. And as a racer, I'm for it, too, because if I'm in second and the yellow comes out and I'm like, I don't, I don't have a chance, then, you know, the race is over. Right. That sucks. I want to race back to that checkered flag. Yep. Every single time. Okay. Uh, Unless I'm leading. Gappy says uh, dilly dilly. To you. Philly, Philly. Okay. Glad we <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, some uh, national news. Uh, you know, we've been talking NASCAR here. All 40 entries in the uh, Daytona 500 
uh, will earn a starting position no matter the outcome of the duels tonight. So they're kind of anticlimactic. There's always been in the past, you know, somebody, that underdog, trying to make it in. Somebody's going and home. And somebody going home. And you kind of don't have that anymore because, uh, and I think it has to do with the, their charter system, which I don't totally fully understand because I've kind of stopped paying attention to NASCAR the past few years where it got way complicated. But uh, basically they guarantee 36 uh, teams a starting position in all the races as long as they meet some criteria. And that's so that those teams can go out and get sponsors and say, yeah, I'm going to be in all the races We're this year. We're going to be in all. Got guaranteed starting spots so they can right. get that money. Instead of having to go to the sponsor and say, yeah, we're going to try and qualify for all these races. We might not make them all, so you're not going to get as much out of it. So, you know, from that standpoint, it makes sense. But uh, at the same time, you're kind of – they have four positions, which are the open positions, I guess. But right. from what I read, they don't really have prize money anymore because they they divide the money up to the charter teams which I didn't fully understand. It didn't make sense to me. I'm like, this is this this concept does not make sense to me. It does so not la- compute. So the last four cars are just... So I don't know if they actually win anything. No, if, I'm sure they do. And how that works. But uh, anyway, back to this. Uh, the duels are basically just to uh, determine, determine where, where they're starting on Sunday's uh, Daytona 500. Other than the first two positions, which have already yeah. been filled. Alex Bowman will be on the poll. And uh, I believe it was Denny Hamlin. Was Denny Hamlin, yeah. absolutely. So, and we talked to him at uh, the old Motorsports Talk Show. We did back uh, before his NASCAR days, or at the beginning of his NASCAR days, wasn't it? That yeah. was back in the olden days. Good so, times. Uh, so, oh, yeah, Charlie. Three, <laughs> three years ago, uh, there was fifty-two cars that tried to qualify for the Daytona Five Hundred. So, I don't know if this charter system is what's. Keeping, I mean, it seems like it's not really back good in the, to get back in the new real teams. old days. They would have started fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and uh, there was a, a quote from Kevin Harvick. Actually, they interviewed Kevin Harvick. I forget who it was. Auto Week. Uh, he says he thinks there should only be thirty-six cars starting the five hundred, the ones with the NASCAR charters. Of course. Because he's, I like Kevin Harvick too, but I totally he, disagree with that. Because he's I think, one of the teams. Yeah, I mean, but then you're just like, okay, you're not bringing anybody new into the sport. You're, you know, you're kind of. It's so not, you've got it's some, not good for. So you've got somebody that's got a dream and they and they no way to get and the, they want to field a car for the Daytona 500. It, it's been his lifelong ambition to run that race, and he can't because because only the big wigs. Because only 36 it. cars are allowed yeah. to be there. So, and I'm not a big Kyle Busch fan, but he disagrees with him. Kyle Busch says that, uh, uh, you know, without the four open positions, there wouldn't be an entryway or path to uh, come into the Cup Series. That's what I just said. So, yeah. So you're with Kyle Busch on that one. I don't know. All right. Na- Na- NASCAR is doing their very best to. No, oh, well, forget it. All right. <laughs> uh, Alex Bowman, uh, we mentioned he's going to be in the poll. On, uh, in the 88 the, car. Yeah, Dale Jr.'s old ride. So we'll see how that works out. It'll be fun. To, it'll be interesting. to I believe that starts at uh, 2.30, I think, on Fox. On Sunday. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how those cars handle in, a, like you said, a 40-car pack. It's going to be fun to watch because the cars really dance around, Scott. Could they, be a long race. You know, they're, they're dancing around on the racetrack like they would at Charlotte uh, because of the shock mm-hmm. package. I thought it was also because the rear ends are a lot lower. So well, and it's the shock package. They, they, they've allowed the cars to, to drop the rears, um, and they're running shocks, shock absorbers with a lot of rebound, um, which means that 
every time they hit a bump, uh, the car comes up very slowly. So you hit a series of bumps, and now the tail's dragging on the racetrack. So the spoiler's out of the air. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, it's going to put a lot of the driver back into it, too. And so oh, it does. Running flat-footed and holding the steering wheel and going around in an oval. Yeah, if you watch some of the guys, they're, they're constantly working the wheel. But and it looked like they were actually getting some good. They could get enough of a run to actually, you know, fly by some cars and make some passes. Where bump drafting is back. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. There's that. They got that going for them. They really need to have a good. Let's 500. Ju- let's just say this: that if you're a fan of big wrecks, Sunday will be the good race to watch. It'll be good. Uh, Danica Patrick, she's in the news again. She made the show. Well, well, of course she did. <laughs> no, that. <laughs> This is uh, Indy 500. She's uh, got a team. She teamed up with uh, Ed Carpenter All right. uh, for a ride for Indy 500, which will supposedly be her final race of her career. Which, as a race car driver and having heard many race car drivers say that this was their final race, take that with a green, couple grains of salt. Yeah. So we'll see. So, uh, yeah, that's all, all I got for national news there. We, we lost a few racers over the years that said, I'm done, and then they came back and... I really wish they had. I think Hillard Miller was uh, one I remember about 10 years ago said that he was retiring. He's still racing. Yeah. He's still racing. Modifieds, late models, whatever. Neil Bonnet, Benny Parsons, some really great racers that should have stayed retired. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's talk to uh, Corey here. Absolutely. Brought him in the studio, made him sit here through all that stuff. If you want to join uh, the conversation or ask him a question yourself, feel free to call. Again, 419-214-0925. 419-214-0925. Yeah, somebody, there was some discussion. They wanted to call in and talk to him. And I say, nobody ever calls in. They always just comment on our Facebook Live. So we'll That was see. one of my crew guys. Well, we'll see if he calls in. So anyway, Zach, uh, tell, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get uh, started in racing? How long you been racing? And uh, Been a fan. I was a fan of NASCAR growing up and stuff. Uh, my dad took me to MIS all the time, went to Toledo Speedway every Sunday and Eventually, go from the bench to the seat, and it just, uh, 2001, I believe it was. So you've been racing for quite a while. We uh, bought a factory stock for 1200 bucks, 305 motor, nothing special, and just went from there. Started at uh, Toledo Speedway, then? Yeah, in the fifth mile there. Okay. How'd you, uh, you've been racing, like uh, we said earlier, at uh, Fremont, the dirt trucks. How did uh, you go from that factory stock to the to the dirt truck? Uh, I got upset with the sanctioning body <laughs> over uh, behind Meyer, and they uh, let their feelings be known about me. So I finally heeded some wise individual's advice and went dirt racing. How long ago was that? Uh, that was 2013. So not that long ago. Yeah, so you were on the pavement for quite a while. Yeah. And you're enjoying yourself on the dirt? Oh, it's a night day difference. It's, you know, I've, You don't regret your decision? No, not one bit. Okay. I regret last year's decision of going back, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that turned out pretty terrible. But uh, we've we've had a lot of fun on dirt, much more so than even with finishing second about everywhere we go and uh, winning all the time on asphalt. We uh, the dirt stuff's much better. And why why do you say that? Uh, it it seems at the end of the day, like uh, it doesn't matter what happens. Like you can sit around have a beverage with your friends and your uh, competitors and everything be fine as the asphalt stuff as it goes it's like uh the end of the day you can win the race 
you can take home the big check and uh, still have a bad day just for whatever reason. Uh, hassles in the tech barn, hassles by uh, uh, people who thought they should have done better than they did. So you say there's a lot more camaraderie in dirt track race? Absolutely. Community. Absolutely. We've talked about it on the show before, Scott. Um, Jimmy Ward says uh, he took uh, Corey's advice. Yeah. We'll see him in a dirt late model this year. Yes, we will. Finally. Racing We're, at our level. Finally. Is that what you said? <laughs> finally, man. Somebody somebody from a, a more prominent asphalt team is going over and then can share their experiences with uh, others. You know, maybe this is the first domino. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? O- over the years, we, we, we've talked about this, even when we had the old show. Um at our level, racers do this because it's fun. Uh, virtually every racer out there, no matter whether it's a factory stock or a super late model, is spending probably more money than they should. Um, they're certainly not making any money at it, but they do it because at the end of the day, they had fun. That's why and, Kenny Wallace yeah. continues to run a, a dirt modified. Right. He didn't do very well in Volusia. And, and Matt Crafton. Yeah. But... When the fun goes out of it for whatever reason, whether it's you know because of uh, problems in the pits or sanctioning body issues or whatever, when the fun goes out of it, um, racers are going to go play golf or something boring, something else. So what uh, what's uh, what was your most memorable race? Uh. This year's hangover race. No, Corey, that was, a, that was a spectacular race, and, and I've told you. It's Ron's, <laughs> Ron's most memorable race of you. Uh-huh. And, and, and Danny Dipman. You guys both. You put on a heck of a race. Heck of a race. We tried. Both, both classes, right. and, and it was clean. Nobody running into anyone, and, and it just. There was, a, there was a patience thing with tires because I knew he was on dirt tires. I was also on dirt tires. Um, I told the crew guys before we went out, I was like, look. And you had I, a big wing, too. I did. <laughs> I, I borrowed it from Brian Smith and then bought it off of him after the race. So, um, But, yeah, we. I told the crew guys, I was like, look, I'm going to let uh, Dittman get out. I'm just going to follow him around, and then I'm going to wait for five to go and see if there's anything left uh, with these tires because we had smoked a tire in about 10 or so laps of the heat race. So uh, I seen about, about lap 12 or so. Um, I could see he was putting a lot more into the steering wheel than he should have been, which told me that he was uh, wearing his tires out. And then that's whenever I knew uh, we had a fairly good shot of getting around him. So with five to go, I tried the inside, and it just uh, he couldn't get a whole lot because the stuff that was on the bottom. So we just patiently creeped around the outside. Have you raced uh, any of the hangover races before? This is our second win there. Okay. Um, that was our fourth attempt. We won our first attempt. Uh, we exploded the right rear tire on lap eight and uh, stayed out. <laughs> we had the field down. We were really fast that day. Uh, the field was two laps down in eight laps, and we just kind of put it around. There was another fast guy out there. I forget his name. Um, besides, like, my teammate and his truck, he was fast too, but uh, they had both cut tires, and they pulled in to change and then came back out. Uh, we had still... The one guy went in, changed his tire, come back out, and we had about a half a lap on him by the time the checkers come out. So how do you like racing in the cold compared to uh, the summer? I like the summer. Do you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get my hands off the steering wheel uh, 
a few years ago. Uh, whenever we uh, now we put like a short little windshield in there just to keep the wind off. But that day it was like twenty one or something degrees, and it was just I just yeah. couldn't physically move my fingers. But you don't realize it. I know that feeling. Whenever you're racing, you're like you don't notice anything. You don't. You're just focused on what you're doing, especially with a right rear tire down and you're on bare rim at 80 mile an hour into a corner you just kind of get a lot of other things to focus on so any uh any other memorable races uh, at fremont or at toledo honestly uh in in 2015 i put together a uh um, a tribute card for my dad and uh his last car was like a 1950s curtis craft a midget and i made a uh tribute car to him and we went out with some sponsors uh you know uh, A&D gave us a motor, uh, a buddy bought graphics, my brother bought tires, my uncle paid for, you know, everybody kind of chipped in, we had a lot of help, and uh, we went out and uh, we won the figure eight race, which that one had always eluded me. And, uh, fact you ran stocks, figure eights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Figure eights are fun, man. They really are. <laughs> that's like the one, that's like one of the main things I miss about that little track over there at Toledo is... Uh, the figure eight stuff. It's 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 different, it really is. But yeah, we got we got a picture. You know, I would with, think you have to have some trust in running those. You know, to, to kind of have an idea if that guy's gonna let you go or if he's gonna slow down or you're gonna slow down or. There's some idiots out there. And, <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of it's just like the highway. You know, you don't know if he's gonna merge or if he's gonna. Uh, <laughs> it just you if you think you're quicker, turn left. If you think you're slower. To get to the intersection, turn a little bit right, name for his back bumper, and typically you'll get around him. I like watching him. I don't know that I'd like doing that. I don't think I could afford it. That's just me, but yeah, you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one thing that that I noticed that you do is, uh, and we talked about this a little bit before the show, is you have Facebook Lives of most of the, when did you start doing that, most of the races you're in? It was about halfway through our uh, 2016 season. Um, I got some family down in Florida and Georgia, and they were always calling and asking how the racing was going and stuff. And I figured, what better way than to just show them? <laughs> just put the phone in a holster and zip tie it to a roll bar and go out and just uh, see what's going to go better and different, you know. Now, did you do like a little uh, yeah, a setup for it? You know, talk. You know, feature race coming up now. Uh, did you start doing that uh, when you start, first started doing them, or have they kind of evolved over the past couple of years? I think it's been a progression. Like, I used to just type in what what it was, but that got to be a pain in the butt, especially whenever you're trying to make call, <laughs> and you're like, uh, trying to. it's just easier to hurry up and talk it while you're walking to where you're going. Okay. And uh, and you're not worried about losing your phone? And uh, we're not worried about that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Of course it could happen, but we use some really big zip ties. You know? Okay. So we'll continue to see that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, I, I was trying to figure out a way to, because we have a 360 camera in the truck as well, to where you can uh, like take your phone just like any other 360 and look around. Um, my brother had actually uh, purchased that for me because he's got VR goggles, and he's really big on the tech stuff, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to be able to sit at his uh, cabin in the woods in Georgia and watch me race by sitting in the vehicle looking around so we put that pretty cool we post them from time to time um we're gonna try to do a lot better this season with it because it got to be uh the editing side of things on the the 360 stuff got to be a pain in the butt so 
it took a little while. We got about three or four videos up on the 360 stuff. Where where can people find them? My my Facebook page. We okay. we post primarily to there. It's that's kind of where I started on Facebook. We're talking with Corey McCoy, Fremont truck racer. Um, Corey, you you, te- you touched on the fact that your brother is kind of a tech geek. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got and in, gotten involved in some stuff that's not exactly racing related. Um, talk to us about uh, the Bedford kids. Oh uh, yeah, I. This this year I'm not. Uh, it's, it's it's a lar- very very large time consuming thing. Like, I know that. Like uh, it's another job or more. Um, but yeah, I've uh, the previous three years I was a mentor on the uh, Bedford Robotics uh, high school robotics team, and, and they did very well, if I remember. We've there was uh, like my first season. I think it was fourth in the world. There's like six thousand teams or something like that. Uh, go to world finals down in st louis this year the the they've got two world finals going on one in detroit one in st louis and they, they, they're gonna do pretty good they always do good so there's some of your kids are still in the program absolutely yeah actually uh i was out bowling last night one of my old kids from there was showed up and was bowling on the lane right next to me there you go of, so what, what's your daytime what's your day job i i do maintenance Okay. Um, I fix stuff. That's what I'm good at. So that's how you get into the robotic stuff, right? That's where they're like, "Hey, you can fix things. You know how to weld, <laughs> kinda. Um, you know how to build stuff. Okay, yeah. I'm like, why don't you come and try this out? So, did you learn things from uh, the kids, or do they learn from you, or both? So going well, both ways. Uh, both ways. I I now have a Snapchat because of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Will we be seeing some uh, Snapchat? Well, they don't have Snapchat live yet, but uh, uh, you know, there's. You can learn from anybody, you know, uh, as smart or as dumb as somebody is. Uh, hopefully you learn something from somebody because you don't do it that way or do it that way, you know. How how important do you think uh, technology is in, in racing at our level, you know, the grassroots level as far as, like, social media goes? Uh, there's no bad press out there. So opportunities like this, you, you absolutely have to take it and try to get your name out there as best you can. Um, Corey McCoy. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I really appreciate it, you know, um, but we, we, us little guys, we don't get a whole lot of opportunity to, to get our names out there, you know, especially like with the season I had last year, like, uh, I just had a, we just, a parking spot in the infield all season long. So yeah, this season will be better. Absolutely. Speaking of which, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's on your 2018, uh, plans what's your schedule look like beat sean valente that's (laughs) (laughs) that's that's my plan well that's the that's the focus of the entire truck series there man and only two guys have actually gotten around him in the the four years or so that he's been dominant Um, where'd you end up in the the points last year uh 11th but we we made a a very terrible mistake in choosing to go asphalt racing one show so you weren't there the whole we missed a show we should have been in top 10 but um we we had a shot to win a championship over at Toledo and uh, it didn't work out. So you know hindsight was twenty twenty on that one. Okay, so are you planning to run the full season then at uh, Fremont this year? A- absolutely. Okay. We were really out of the points. Like our goal for the season was because we had come off uh, finishing second the season before, and we won a race at Attica and had uh, was running very competitive. And almost got by Sean a couple of times, but you know he's uh, he's savvy. He's he's not just going to give it up. So um, we come out last year and just 
you name it, it broke. Like, everything. Will we see you at uh, any other tracks this season? I know we saw you at Oakshade in one night. I'll be at Oakshade. Okay. Especially with the the schedule that's at Fremont now where they give us a week off a month. Um, yeah, cool. if, if you look at the schedule for some reason, uh, it's good and bad. But they uh, there's one week a month where the track is closed. Um, hmm. Yeah. Conceivably uh, a, a night or two at Mill Stream. Uh, if if they invite depending us, on how that schedule pans out, yeah. Uh, another <laughs> another track that we finished second at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tony Anderson drove by me like I was sitting still, but uh, he's he's a he's a fast guy anywhere he goes. So that's uh, we're all right with that. AJ Wise wants to know why are most of your live videos only a few laps? Uh, uh, Is that because you don't finish? They, they should. Be, they should. <laughs> They right. should be longer. Yeah. <laughs> They're planned that, on it. That wasn't by choice, then. <laughs> uh, it never is. Nope. Okay. Nope. Our heat races typically go longer than our features do for some reason last year. Well, hopefully you get those uh, gremlins worked out. You have, <laughs> name it, it. It came apart. Besides, the only thing that didn't break was the most expensive piece. So, you know, three drive shafts, two transmissions, just randomness. Speaking of Fremont, they just uh, released their schedule. Did they? The other day, yeah. So it's on our Hammer Down uh, Racer oh, right. page. No run with Jabron. Yeah, not, I did not, notice that. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. This man yeah. is a lobbyer. Absolutely. He's, he's yeah. going to lobby. Their last race is September 15th. Really? So that's kind of weird. I don't know if that's got anything to do with a fair board taking over respons- some responsibilities. or We'll have to get Rich back on the show. Absolutely. Because we, uh, yeah, we've got 14 races as trucks, which is a little light. And then only two over to add. And that's assuming you don't have any rainouts. Correct. You know, so more than likely we'll get like 12 or 11 over there by the time it's all said and done. Did you hear about the uh, Grocery Getter Classic going on at Bearfield? That is a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say that? Somebody's going to die. Okay. (laughs) Safety issues. Very much so. I was going to have you on my team, Corey. I'm Uh, sorry. I've I've talked with a few This coming from the guy that races figure eights. Yeah. Safety. Okay. With fuel cells, like these guys have stock tanks and no protection i mean so basic, we won't we won't see you out there uh, you might see me in the grandstand okay like, <laughs> waiting on the fireball but uh <laughs> you know the, the, wait a minute Corey. what's it pay to win a lot a whole if lot. they get the, the 500 cars fifty thousand dollars fifty grand yeah they said ten thousand per hundred cars that show up right yeah, yeah that's a that's a big 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 paycheck that's a big yeah. paycheck for not much investment right but I mean, but you, know, you are investing some safety issues there, the, I guess. I imagine cars that showing up there are like, uh, like Mark Fisher's, and that that just uh, yeah, that uh, history is. So you're saying a hundred rows of cars, five wide, some of them are bound to be pretty nasty. You've been to the four cylinders enduro at uh, Kalamazoo before, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. Pulling out on the track with <laughs> leaky gas tanks and stuff like that, man. It's just a recipe for disaster. All right. Well, we got a race coming up on Saturday at Sandusky Speedway. Yes, we do. It's a brand new event. It's the first time they've done this. It's uh, be, and they pulled the uh, the drivers at the Hangover race. You were one of them. Did you say you you voted for this that uh, they absolutely. should do another race? More more races the better. But you know, we knew at that point in time that we weren't going to be uh, participating. So that answers that question. We won't see a short, yeah, short of a vehicle or something like that falling into my lap. I'm not. We're we're tore apart pretty good right now. 
So, so are you expecting a call from How anybody? many gallons of 110 race fuel do you have? All of them. <laughs> so, however, or, however many sorry, it takes. 112. However yeah. much it takes, however he's got it. However much it takes. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that race is coming up on Saturday at Sandusky Speedway. Ron will be uh will be there in that. Son Steve will Steve be there. Steve will be there, okay. So um, and it's basically the same rules as the hangover race, same uh, exact, kind of classes. You got same, your same format. Front wheel drive class, you got your stock class and then you're pretty much open R- class. Whatever open you want. stock yeah. class. So you'll be out there with the uh the outlaw. I will. Outlaw late model. Cool. Put a new battery in it today, Snow- so so should actually start by well, itself. Well that's good. Snowballs will be uh, flying as well. Hopefully, there's some snow left. Uh, I'm afraid there'll be ice balls. Yeah, well, it sucks for you, doesn't it? (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) relentless with those. They broke my visor. (laughs) Yeah, across the top. I've had that thing in the truck since I built it, and it's just (laughs) got a snowball hole in it right over the M on my name. You know, it's fun. It's all in good fun. Are you going to be out there watching at least? Probably, unless unless. we have work to do. If we have work to do, then I obviously won't be making it, but it just all depends on. Well, you can throw snowballs then. Right. If you're out there. Yeah. yeah. yeah Try and break his uh, get back at it. big uh, sideboard there. <laughs> like, uh-huh. If they can hit it. Like, yeah, uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. I'm too fast. You can't hit it. Um, uh, also coming up on uh, March 9th, it's the 29th annual Woodville Mall. Uh, that's in Bowling Green. Race cars on display. Mall show, which I have the uh, flyer right here for. Which I don't know if I've ever tried this. Well, I don't know. I got a delay here, so I can't actually see if this is showing on the camera. But uh, if you want to, uh, you want some information on that. If you have a car together, you can have your car together in time for that. We'll see how it goes. Um, okay. We got a lot, a lot of work ahead of us. We are down to bare chassis reworking some stuff. So well, you got a couple weeks. Get to work. We. <laughs> We might make it. Uh, if you want to uh, bring your car out to that, uh, contact uh, Scott Bowen at 419-601-2206 or Dave Kemmer at 419-346-4246. Um, and, and I'll post that on and our... And a copy of that will be on our website, yeah. correct? Yeah, I will do that. And we're going to have Dave uh, in the studio in a couple weeks, two weeks from tonight, to uh, talk more about that 29th Annual Woodland Mall race cars on display. He did want me to uh, mention the uh, Hoserville, Ohio injured drivers benefit auction, which will be Saturday from three to five. So and that, I guess last year was the first year they had that there. Because I it, guess some they used dri- to do it at the tip. Some and driver run. will have the opportunity to win uh, an insurance policy for the season. Is that what? It is? I think okay. so. Yeah. So we'll talk to Dave about that and get yeah. all that information. So it'll be a week before. Yeah, is there you covered under a track policy? They have right? a track yeah. policy. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. <laughs> yes. No, I, I didn't know. I've raced over there. I've never asked. No, absolutely. No. Yes. Um, Karina Belcher says that uh, you're going to win the Cupid thing. Ask her if she's going to be there. Oh, I just did. You just did. Just now. <laughs> that just happened. Um, Love you, Karina. Season opener's coming up uh, at Attica Raceway on March 23rd. Fremont season opener, uh, April 14th. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lima Land's uh, opening up on the 20th, and Waynesfield on the 21st. Those both in April. And uh, Oakshade, I didn't even put that on here. Uh, season opener is going to be the 28th uh, with the uh, Bill Ruckner Memorial. Still haven't gotten any more dates. Uh, there are some dates, including those American Late Model Series shows, on uh, the Oakshade website at oakshaderaceway.com. So. Hopefully ALMS has that up pretty soon. 
So next week on the show, I'm gonna try it. We're gonna I'm gonna talk to uh, our our Millstream uh, folks. No guarantee they're gonna be on next week. We'll see where they're at with their schedule. Um, on that, we'll, we'll we'll see tomorrow. Next week may be a surprise. It's not really. We'll sure. let everybody know. We will have one surprise. Uh, Perry and his uh, under uh, re- the record report under caution. Yeah, we're gonna have a prop. We haven't heard him yeah. yet. Tonight. Oh my goodness! You know what, Perry Cox? It's, where are you? It's time for the record report. These are great, by the way. <laughs> Welcome to the Wrecker Report, under caution. I'd like to take a moment to talk about qualifying versus a good old-fashioned pill draw. You know, it's a little-known fact, but qualifying was actually developed by Gandalf from The Lord of the Rings. I just don't think all those heavy hitters need to be starting up front. They're going to get there anyway. At least let them pass... A couple of those guys that have no business being there in the first place. At the very least, let's get Scott Bloomquist to crotch chop out a number for inversion. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. First three cars are going to have to invert. I just think it makes the racing so much more exciting when there's some passing. That's all. That's all I'm getting at. Looking forward to Sandusky Speedway this weekend. Going to take the wife and uh, maybe a couple Major League Baseball pitchers. And uh, we're going to throw some snowballs. So, Corey, you make it back into victory lane. You might want to have a cup on. I'm just saying. But anyway, that does it for the record report for this week. Remember, there's only two kinds of race engines. Ones that are blown up and ones that are going to blow up. It's probably time to change your oil. So he must not have known you. That's, that's probably why you're not going to be there now. You're not going to be racing. I was you're, terrified. You're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, you ever drive a late model? Uh, n- a limited late model at Toledo yeah. last year. I'm, sen- was... I'm sensing a deal maybe coming together. Maybe. Here. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I know where there is a late model that's already parked in a trailer, but there's no fuel in it. And it loves Sunoco 112. I'm th- I'm thinking if you put these two things together, you might have a ride, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to do it for uh, this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, don't forget you can catch us on uh, our the iHeartRadio app on demand. That uh, this tonight show will be up tomorrow. But uh, if you're listening to tonight show, you're probably not going to listen again. Well, you can. We no, they should. It. Yeah. They really should. In case you missed something. Oh, we we move so fast that we do. It's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah, they need to listen a couple of times just to catch it all. Absolutely. Uh, Again, thanks for tuning in from the uh, Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Uh, Call Ron for all your race car needs. uh, And parts. And parts. And And advice. Well, that would be needs. And advice, yeah. He offers that for free sometimes. Yeah, he's he's done us really well over the years. 734-856-7223. And uh, it's not just dirt. You do asphalt, dragsters, anything. Pro street. Any kind of racing. This guy. Even if it's not racing, if it's got wheels, we'll work on it. Will you work on my motorcycle? Or sell you parts for it. Will you work on my motorcycle? You don't have a motorcycle. I've driven it over to your shop. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've seen a hovercraft in there once. I I saw that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And we made it steer. 
So yeah, if even if it doesn't have wheels in, if it's mechanical, Ron will probably work on it. So there you go. Give him a call. Ron Miller Race Car, 734-856-7223. And he'll even give you his cell phone number. 419-279-0100. Give us a call. So tune in again uh, next week. We'll be back uh, live 7 o'clock Thursday night, the uh, 22nd. And uh, So you can tell them that uh, we announced that there will be some surprise guests next week, and they'll be under the gun to be here. Yes. As a, yes. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I know. All of them. I tried getting them here tonight, but uh, the one player that I was talking to is in Florida tonight. So, you know, there's some Good weird excuse. races going Good on down there or something. There. Yeah. They'll all be back and nice and tanned for next weekend. Well, and I figured it'd give them a little extra time to uh, kind of finalize some things. Anything. Yeah. So, that's it. We're yeah. done. Goodbye. We're leaving. We'll see you back next week, 7 o'clock. Tune in. Thanks, Corey, for coming in. Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. See you next week. Bye. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.